When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. The NCAA tournament is about to begin. We're breaking down the brackets, talking about some coaching changes as well. We'll get into some Major League Baseball news, some NFL news, that, and a little bit more. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. What you got cooking? Welcome into an all new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast. It's madness around here. It is March Madness is finally here. The brackets have been released, but Dad, before we can get to the brackets. We have to cover the more important news of the day, and that is Will Wade has finally been fired at <laughs> LSU. Uh, and what's crazy, Dad, is their statement is that uh, after accusations of, and now I'm going to have to find it exactly. I should have had this pulled up and ready to go. Um, but the wording was weird, I thought. Oh, uh, come on. Now, where did it go? All right. LSU fired Will Wade after receiving a notice of allegations that detailed significant misconduct. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> Didn't we notice a few years ago when there was audio recording of Will Wade? I mean, what in the world? At least he finally got fired. Uh, it's finally happened. LSU makes the tournament. They'll have an interim coach for the tournament games there. I know you don't have the same uh, um, hatred for Will Wade that I do, but uh, I'm excited to see that he is finally out of the door, and uh, maybe he'll go coach at Iona when Rick Pitino goes to Florida later this week. We'll see (laughs) see how all that shakes out. Yeah, it's going to be fun. All right, let's talk tournament, Dad. Uh, Gonzaga gets the number one overall uh, seeding, which is no surprise. Uh, anything, Anything that immediately jumped out and surprised you with the brackets? Uh, no, it's kind of what I'd heard. I don't agree with the number one seeds. I think Baylor should not have been a number one seed. I think when you lose the first game in your tournament, as close as everything was this year, I really thought that should have knocked them out of that. But everything I was hearing was they were going to be a number one seed. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't say I was surprised by that. I wouldn't necessarily have agreed with that. Uh, who would you have put in their place? I would have put either Villanova or Tennessee. 
Okay, so then let's go to Tennessee. They're a number three seat. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, yeah, and, and that surprised the people I saw on TV, too, because they played so well in the tournament. Of course, they played so well today. Um, but, you know, how much today affects, I don't know, because they are probably got the brackets pretty well set before that um, goes on. Tennessee is playing good basketball now. Um, I think everybody's a little surprised that they're a three seed and not a two seed. Yeah, and you put them in there with Arizona as the one seed, uh, Villanova's the two, Tennessee the three, Illinois the four. So there's some tough, tough matchups in there. Uh, Loyola, Chicago, Ohio State's going to be an interesting 7-10 matchup there as well. Colorado State, Michigan is going to be an interesting game in that that side of the bracket. Also, Houston is a decent team over there also. So not only did Tennessee get the three seed, they got put in a pretty tough bracket, especially we're talking about uh, Arizona, Illinois, and Villanova all in that same bracket as well. Yes, yeah, they they really did. So, but again, they've been playing well, but they'll have to they'll have to play through it. They didn't get any breaks there. So, no, they did not. Let's talk about the Gonzaga bracket out west. Uh, Gonzaga one, of course. Duke two. Uh, Duke in the second round is more than likely going to have to face well, Michigan State or Davidson, either team. Uh, there you got Texas Tech in that bottom half of the bracket as well. Alabama uh, is there. Arkansas is in the bracket. UConn, Memphis, and Boise State as the eight nine is going to be an incredible matchup. And those teams, Memphis has the talent to be great, but they have not been great uh, at all this year. Very inconsistent. But you're talking about making a run now. If they can get past Boise State, they they got a shot there as well. Uh, which uh, in that bracket, any, anything that stands out to you? Um, no, again, I mean, that one kind of, you know, there wasn't really any surprises over there. I don't know that that's the hardest bracket. I wouldn't say it's an easy one, and there will be some good games um, in that from there, but it'd be interesting to see how Gonzaga, Gonzaga's probably pretty in pretty good shape in the top part of the bracket there, even though they do got, like you said, Memphis's possibility, and we've all talked about Arkansas. They didn't do what we thought they'd do in the SEC tournament, but Arkansas's played some good ball, so um, you know, they're, they're probably not you know guaranteed to get through that. That whole bracket, I think, that whole side of the bracket, section of the bracket, is the what-if teams. Alabama, a lot of high expectations coming into the season. They've underwhelmed. Arkansas lost a couple of games that everybody kind of shook their head at. Like, what? How did they lose that? Um, same thing with Gonzaga. Duke, again, a very talented team. They've underwhelmed. They lost to North Carolina. They lost to Virginia Tech. You know, these are games that they should not have lost to, especially when talking about historic moments for Coach K. They really let them down. Um, they do get to play in South Carolina for their opening round games, which is interesting. But uh, nonetheless, it will be a tough bracket. Uh, we've already talked about the Arizona, the South bracket. Let's go to the Midwest. Uh, Kansas, the one seed, uh, as soon as they came up, before I saw anybody else in the bracket, I tweeted out Kansas will be the number one seed, the first number one seed to lose in this tournament. Uh, <laughs> how soon it'll be, I'm not sure. Uh, it could be as early as day two. Uh, it could be the third round, but nonetheless, um, I don't have a lot of confidence about this Kansas team. They got teams like Creighton, San Diego State, uh, that they would face one of those two teams in the next round if they get past Texas Southern or Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Uh, Richmond, who had a great tournament and won their tournament uh, to, uh, on, on Sunday. Uh, Providence is there. LSU, they're nothing. Iowa State, Wisconsin, 
who gets to play in Milwaukee, by the way, in round one. Uh, Wisconsin's there, USC, Miami, and Auburn all sitting right there as well. Uh, your thoughts on the Midwest bracket? Anything stands out to you there? I mean, I think all the brackets this year are fairly balanced, but to me, I was trying to look and see which one I thought was the toughest and probably the Midwest. When you look at the, the four teams that could end up there, you know, they would all be very good teams. And, you know, there's some good teams even before those, you know, the, the number one, number one, two, four seeds move on. Uh, there'll be some good games there because you got uh, Iowa and different ones in there. So um, to me, that's probably the toughest bracket. The South is real good too, but I think they're all this year. It seemed like the brackets. There's not one that's just super easy and one that's super hard. And again, we've said all year that's because the teams, you know, the teams have really been more even this year, and I think be very interesting in this tournament. Did you watch the entire um, show of them letting go of the brackets? Yes. All right. So then you'll know this answer. Well, let me ask you. Who won the NCAA tournament last year? Baylor. Yeah. Did you know that before they said it in the in the show today? Um, I saw it two days ago and I didn't remember that. I, I thought, I, you know, I don't have any idea who won last year. Um, but as I was doing, as I was looking at different things, I said, well, Baylor won. I wouldn't, I would not have known that a week ago. Yeah. They, they're going through the brackets and they say the defending champs, Baylor bears. And I thought, that's right. Baylor did win last year. Uh, would not, if you would have asked me yesterday, I probably would have had to think really long and hard before I came up with the answer. Uh, Baylor's the one seed. Uh, they got North Carolina and Marquette at the eight, nine, uh, UCLA at the four, which is a team I've talked about several times throughout this year as a team to watch. Uh, Texas is an interesting team at eight uh, Virginia tech had a good tournament there at 11 Purdue's tough at three. Murray state is a really, really good basketball team at number seven. And then Kentucky there at number two. Um, let's talk about this East bracket. Obviously I'm a Kentucky fan. And I have to say, I, I like the draw for Kentucky this year. Yes. Yeah. It, it looks like they're in, they're in good shape. I thought they had a good draw, no doubt about it. So, yeah, UCLA scares me. They're a team that, again, they're a veteran team. They've played together. Uh, they're a very good team, had a lot of success together. Purdue is always dangerous, uh, even though they're not super consistent this year at the very least. Uh, so UCLA, Purdue, uh, again, Murray State's no pushover. Yeah. Um, Kentucky has an advantage physically over Murray State, but Murray State's a really good team. And and when you're talking about the tournament, you're talking about if a team can just knock down threes, uh, they're in a game. And Murray State has a chance to make a run. And Baylor, um, I think Baylor's good. I think they've got a pretty easy go uh, until they have to face up against what I think will be UCLA, uh, and that would be in the Sweet 16. Um, and they should be able to beat UCLA, UCLA as well. It's interesting. I'm not going to ask for picks right now. Uh, we're recording this Sunday night. I know that, uh, you know, Monday as the episode comes out, more people have time to think about it, but, uh, we're not going to do our picks just yet, dad. Uh, we'll hold off on those. We'll have our brackets and, uh, we'll post them for people to see on social media and we'll talk about those, uh, in another episode. But, uh, Tennessee is what really surprised me being a three seed. Uh, I thought that was probably the biggest. Um, discrepancy of all the, 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 the rankings. Kansas at one, I think, is, is laughable, but uh, I understand why they're there. And uh, so, I mean, you know, like you said, I think it is a, we talked about it 
throughout the season. This is going to be a really good year for college basketball. And uh, the tournament should be a lot of fun. And uh, and there's going to be some interesting players that are going to really come out of this tournament, I think, as well. And then Coach K, you know, he didn't get it stacked in his favor. He could play Izzo in round two, possibly. Uh, Davidson might beat, might beat Michigan State, but he could see a Coach K and Izzo matchup in round number two uh, very early on. And then you're talking about Texas Tech in round three, possibly. Um, uh, you know, Gonzaga, Memphis, uh, whoever else. Arkansas. It's not an easy go for Duke, which is a little surprising, I thought. <laughs> but Duke didn't help themselves with the way they played here at the end of the season uh, either. Do you have a thought on who you're going to pick to go all the way? Um, I haven't really looked at it, so I probably shouldn't. I mean, I've got my favorite, all my favorite teams got a, a, a shot at it at this point. But yeah, I need to look at that a little more, I think, from there. So, um, yeah. Illinois, Illinois was a little bit of a letdown in the tournament, but they, they don't have too bad a draw. Of course, they could have Arizona fairly early, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. So, I think Arizona's kind of the team I'm leaning towards right now. Um, I like the draw that they got. And then I think a team like UCLA um, or Arkansas would be two teams to watch to make a deep run as well. And could it be like the dark horse uh, teams to watch? I say dark horse, they're four seeds. But um, uh, anyways, is there any team? I know we haven't, you haven't had a lot of time to look at it, but is there any team that stands out to you? Let's say a, a 10 seed or lower, 10 to 16 seed, that you say, yeah, I could see them in the, let's say, Final Four? Um, again, you know, I, I don't know about that. You know, we always say the eight, nine games will be good, and I think they're really good this time. Maybe not the Seton Hall TCU as much, but the other three definitely will be very good games there. I think, the you know, Virginia Tech is on a roll, so that's kind of interesting. We're playing Texas. They might be a team that could really um, – you know, move up through things there. So, um, it'll, you know, it, it'll be interesting from there. Yeah, a lot of people will be in on Loyola Chicago. Um, Clark, uh, not Clark, the other guy um, that I forget his name now. Um, no, why am I forgetting his name? Anyways, the guys on the show, that was kind of their first thought was Loyola Chicago, they're going to beat uh, Ohio State. And so a lot of people will be in on th- that team uh, again. Um you know, you're looking at, I'm looking at later rounds. Virginia Tech's a good team to talk about for sure. Um, and I'm trying to see who the other one is because I've already forgotten. Um, Vermont, they're a 13 seed. They're playing Arkansas in round one, uh, but they're a team also that could make a run run at things as well. So, again, yeah. we'll get our brackets out. We'll share them with everybody so we can be held accountable and Everybody can see we were right from the get-go. So um, it, it does look very interesting, you know, living right where I do here, really next to Dayton. Mm-hmm. Um, really good games. The four games that are going to be there are some really good teams, probably bigger name teams um, than normally have been there. you got Notre Dame and Rutgers. That could be an interesting game. You have Indiana coming here against Wyoming, and that's not a given at all. Uh, then, of course, uh, what, Texas A&M, who, you know, has had their run drawn a lot of attention and of course a local team Wright State will be playing here also so I you know they always support uh, that tournament well here in Dayton but there's going to be a lot of excitement and there'll be a lot of outside folks coming in having um, Notre Dame and Indiana and it not being very far away at all yeah 100 percent you know they're going to fill the stadium 
And you're right, the locals do a good job of showing up for the games anyhow. But now you're adding teams like Wright State, Indiana, Notre Dame. You got to imagine there's going to be a lot of a lot of people there for those games. Uh, other college basketball news: um, Will Wade was fired. We already mentioned that. Uh, Georgia goes out and grabs Mike White before Florida can fire him. Um, I saw on Twitter, uh, I don't remember if it was Aaron Torres or someone else say, uh, if your team, uh, if the team that you stole the coach from is more excited than the team that hired the coach, you probably didn't make a good hire. So, uh, Mike White comes in to take over for Tom Crean in Georgia, which leaves now, uh, four schools in the SEC open for college basketball jobs right now, LSU, Florida, Mizzou, and Mississippi State all will be looking to hire basketball coaches here in the coming days. And uh, the coaches in the SEC have gotten better and better, it seems like, every year. And uh, opportunity awaits now in the SEC as uh, well. Um, All right. I, yeah. I didn't get to um, really get all the stats, but I think I know the Big Ten has nine teams and the SEC has six. Does that surprise you at all? I was a little surprised the Big Ten had nine teams, um, but the way the tournament shook out, it made sense. I thought Michigan might miss out, mm-hmm. and the Rutgers obviously was close to missing out as well. So uh, those are the two teams that I kind of questioned. But overall, you know, the SEC – I would have been, I'm not a guy that goes, you know, um, an SEC truther so much to say, especially in college basketball, where I'm sitting there going, oh man, look how many teams we have. In my opinion, it comes down to the end, right? How many teams you have in the final four? How many teams you have in the championship game? And uh, I don't like most of the SEC teams outside of Kentucky. So I'm not, I don't care too much uh, how many they had in. Uh, But yeah, it's interesting. It's always interesting to see. And, you know, last year, I think the Big Ten, had all but what, one or two teams knocked out after the first round. They had a really bad tournament last year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, ACC, they've got a, a fair number, don't they? Um, I think so. I haven't seen the exact number, but, yes, I believe so. Yeah, they got North Carolina, Duke, Virginia Tech. Um, Miami. Miami, yeah. I feel like there was at least one more. But, Carolina. Yeah. 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 Anyways, uh, so yeah, it's it is what it is. It'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. I think it'll be a really fun tournament uh, for sure. Starting on Thursday, of course, get the playing games Tuesday. I don't count those, Dad. What are what's your opinion of the play? I mean, I'm I'm glad for the teams that get in. Uh, I think it's a neat opportunity for them. But at the end of the day, do you consider the playing games the tournament? Um, yes, I, I think when they, when you had, when they started out and you had one play in game, I really didn't, but I think the way they've come up with four of them now, um, and I think that's the best way to add teams unless you added, you know, enough for another whole, uh, a whole segment. So I, I think this is a pretty good way to do it as far as do those teams have a good chance with as many games as they're going to have to play in a row. Um, you know, that can be questioned. I don't think there's any doubt about that, but, um, I, I think it adds, I think with, with making four games, it's made it much more legitimate and fans a little more interested. And I think with the name teams in it this year, um, you know, that's going to make it even better. So yeah, I, I, I think that's where the tournament starts. There hasn't been a team. What hasn't been a team from the play in what probably make it to the sweet 16 yet. I wouldn't think. Uh, yes. Was it, there was a team like a UCLA or a Michigan state 
that made yeah, a run. It may have been UCLA. I think you you might be right on that. Yeah, but outside of that, overall, you're correct. That not a lot of not a lot of success comes from being in that play in game. Uh, but I don't know. I still I'm surprised that you took that that side of the argument. I, I wasn't expecting that, but I I'm not. <laughs> I'm not impressed with the with the play, and again, I think it's cool for the teams. I think and it's, I think they do it right by doing it all in one location um, and things like that. I think that's good, but I don't know. I would feel a little gypped if our team got to the play in, and we, you know, I would say, no, nah, I want to make it to, to Thursday. <laughs> Get me in Thursday, and then I, then I'll consider it a success. Uh, speaking of successes, the Major League Baseball is back. Uh, which is great because I co-host a fantasy baseball show, and now we got all kinds of stuff to talk about. But um, let's talk a few things going on in Major League Baseball. Uh, we've got our fantasy league reactivated. Keepers are getting put in. We're still missing two teams' keepers, but almost everybody's got their keepers in. Uh, we were watching free agency take place because there are some really high-value players that don't have a team currently. Uh, the Mets, they went after uh, some things, making things happen. They already have Scherzer and DeGrom. Now they add Chris Bassett to the to the roster as well. Uh, and then another trade for pitchers. The Twins went out and got Sonny Gray from Cincinnati. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're... Team ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Cincinnati officially on a rebuild. I see I'm watching Reds fans uh burning you know their houses down they're so distraught about what's going on in Cincinnati right now but um those two pitching moves uh Sonny Gray to the Twins Chris Bassett added to the Mets uh rotation that's uh and Kershaw by the way back at the Dodgers San Francisco side and Carlos Rodon as well and you're a, a San Francisco fan uh what do you what are you thinking about these pitcher movements so far well, I mean, definitely there's been a lot of movement here right off. And, um, of course, I guess that's to be, be to be thought of in some ways because they were out for a while. Um, you know, it, it seems like teams are, are trying to, you know, reload and, and help themselves out. Looks like they're all good moves. I think the giant move um, was very good. You know, he he I think he was really good last year. I know I luckily got him on my fantasy team in the middle of the year, and he really helped me out on that. Um, Sonny Gray, of course, we've known, I've, I've known of him since he was in high school, um, real near where I live there, and was a great high school football player as well as a pitcher. Um, yeah, my, my resident red fan, my wife was said, why did they get rid of Sonny Gray? You know, it's kind of neat to have him here. So you may be right about the Reds fans, but, um, anyhow, yeah, it, it looks like, you know, they're, they're making good moves and I'm sure it's going to be a lot more as this week goes on. 
Yeah, the big names still out there right now mainly are shortstops. Char, uh, Trevor Story, Carlos Correa, both still looking for a job and a landing spot. There's, of course, Freddie Freeman at first base that's looking for a spot. Anthony Rizzo still out there as well. So some big-name guys that have yet to sign. Um, Colorado, they went out and got Jose Iglesias and Alex Colom to add to their team. The White Sox added Josh Harrison, the second baseman. Uh, Twins and Rangers made a deal. Mitch Garver for uh, Kiner Falefa. Um, you know, it's, there's, there's movement happening and they're saying that there's a lot, there's going to be a lot of relievers signing here really soon. We'll see a lot of movement with reliever pitchers, uh, going on as well. Uh, you're a Giants fan. Uh, Chris Bryant is a player that finished out the year with the Giants, currently a free agent. Have you read anything, seen anything, heard anything about the Giants off season that has you excited for the new year? No, I, I haven't. Again, he he would be a great great one if we could keep him, but I don't know that that would be the case. I know one of the, the guys you had on with Fantasy Baseball, we talked a month or so ago, you know, said that, you know, it wasn't a done deal that he was gone, but um, that will be a big one. The Giants, uh, again, I think they replaced the pitcher pretty good with Gossman leaving, and, um, you know, we'll just see. We'll, we'll see where it goes. Um I was surprised last year they did as well as they did, but I think everybody will expect them to at least be competitive this year. Be interesting when these free agent moves, because I don't keep up with baseball as much and definitely not as much as you do, but it'd be interesting in another week or two. And this gets kind of shakes through, you know, what the projections are for the teams. You know, last year it was, hey, the Yankees and the Dodgers, that's who it's going to be. Well, the season went a little bit different. And uh, so, you know, who's going to be ranked as high this year and the Mets getting all this pitching, is that going to turn them around? You know, um, I think it to be interesting to see the predictions in a couple of weeks as we, you know, get in close to the season starting what middle of April. So, yeah, I, I would assume Dodgers and Padres are going to be high on everybody's list. Braves, um, Phillies, depending on who they sign, because they're probably going to add some pieces. Um, yeah, Yankees and Mets both will be listed high for a lot of people too. Teams like Seattle are making a little run at things as well. And of course I'm a Milwaukee fan and uh, they've not done anything yet. But one thing that's changing up free agency a little bit this year, dad, is now we have the universal DH on NL and AL teams. So now you've got some NL teams, maybe looking at some guys that they wouldn't have looked at otherwise that can now just come in and, and DH for them. Um, and, uh, which reminds me, dad, we need to add a DH to our fantasy league. <laughs> now, now that there's a universal DH. We'll get on that once the show's done. Um, but, uh, yeah, that adds a little bit of excitement to what's going on as well. And things going on in the, in the world of baseball. Uh, we're not going to lose that much baseball. You said if we started by June, uh, then we were good to go. We're going to get mid April right now. Uh, only miss about two weeks of, of scheduled play. So, and they're planning on making up pretty much all those games. I think they're going to, I think I heard they're going to cut back three games and the rest of them will be played in double headers and things like that. No, they're going to extend the season uh, a couple extra days to get in those games. And then other games we made up through double headers. So they're still playing a full baseball slate, uh, this season as well. Um, and now that you live closer to a major league baseball team than you have for most of your life, um, you know, and the tickets will be cheap. Maybe we'll catch some more baseball games this year. Red stink. Uh, does Joey Votto deserve better than he's, than he has? Should they, should they move Joey Votto? Um, I don't know. You know, he's a real, he's a real name here. Um, it'd be a big thing, I think, for fans and stuff to lose him. You know, of course, he hasn't didn't do as well. And then last year, he had a pretty good year. 
So um, I, I don't know that they would move Votto. That you're definitely talking about a total rebuild and and quite a thing for fans if you know you lose Joey Votto unless they pick up a couple really good players. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting because there was a lot of excitement last year. They stayed in it, you know, right up to the end of the year, and the fans here, um, you know, there, there's Red fans everywhere. They're 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 very loyal. They're going to hang around for a while. So. Yeah, they're not like Bengal fans uh, that all yeah. of a sudden showed up this year. They even when the Reds are bad, you still see Reds fans uh, out there uh, and showing. And you know, had, if the NL didn't have DH, I think Joey Votto would be guaranteed to be traded. Um, but now that they have the DH, there's a better chance he could stay if he wants to. Um, honestly, he may want out. He may want to go somewhere like Boston or New York where he can just go out and hit home runs and and uh, get on base and different things like that. But uh, um, you know, I don't know. We will see. We will see. Uh, so baseball is right around the corner. Uh, don't make sure you tune in Sunday nights, 8 p.m. to the Fantasy Baseball Live show. You can also catch it on uh, podcast form. Uh, but if you just search Fantasy ba- uh, Belly Up Fantasy Baseball Live, you'll find it on most of your um, uh, podcast apps, Apple, Spotify, Spreaker, and so on and so forth. Uh, dad, let's move on to the NFL. Things are shaking and baking in the NFL. Of course, free agency is about to open up, which is going to add a lot more news for our next program. Uh, let's start with Deshaun Watson. Uh, the news came out that legal, the, they dropped the charges, not going to charge him with anything. He's still going through civil suits and he could still face a suspension from the league, but uh, it seems like the, the doors have opened and New Orleans and Carolina are the two teams that have been reported to be making the biggest offers and run at Deshaun Watson. I've said it for a while now. He's a top four quarterback in the NFL, maybe a top three quarterback in the NFL when he's playing. And, uh, you got two, two programs, Carolina looking to build something, New Orleans looking to maintain something there as they have a new coach now. Um, and, uh, and looking just to stay relevant. If you were a team like New Orleans, Pittsburgh, Carolina, Philadelphia, I don't know, uh, a team that, uh, that needs somewhat of a quarterback. Are you looking to Deshaun Watson? Uh, yes. I think, you know, if things are cleared legally, um, uh, yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about that. Now, you know, they say Houston is going to stand pat on what they're asking for, which really is, quite a bit. I think part of that could depend on what player they get um, in there. You know, they may say, well, I have to have three first rounds, but three first rounds on a player, if they get a significant enough player, um, you know, maybe that would change. But yeah, I think all the teams that, that you know, have been mentioned, um, and it sounds like teams are willing to do that. I mean, you know, he, he's like you said, he's a great talent. He's young enough. And um, if you've got stuff to go with him, which some of these teams have more than others do there. So, um, you know, you know, a team goes out and gives up a lot to get him. And then if they're going to need other pieces, that, that you know, that may be something he looks at because, um, you know, I mean, he'll make his money, no doubt about that. But, um, you know, somebody giving up that many draft picks and depending what player they give up, you know, I would think he might look toward a team that, that you know, has some potential talent, um, you know, to go with it a little more. But, um, yeah, I would think we'll get something on him real quick this week, I would think. Yeah, I think that uh, 
you know, you look at Carolina and New Orleans, they're in the same conference. You got Atlanta, who's kind of phasing out with Matt Ryan. You got Tampa, who's phasing out uh, without a star quarterback in, in their midst, although they have a lot of talent on their team. And you've got New Orleans and Carolina. So you go to either of those teams, you're you're in a weak division for the most part. And a lot can come from a good quarterback. You know, Carolina's been mentioning possibly moving on from Christian McCaffrey. Um, so if he was included in that trade, you might not have to give up as much uh, as draft capital in that case. Yeah, uh, a team that kind of interests me is Philadelphia because yeah. they've got, you know, three picks here in this round. So they could, give, you know, give up two. And what if – what if – Houston was interested in Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, if, if that's somebody that they, you know, Lovey Smith had scouted or somebody they liked, I, I know we don't think he's a proven commodity as a starter, but, you know, he, he's somebody that there's still very, you know, a lot of potential in. If they were to get him in this deal, um, I, to me, that that would be interesting if, if he's mentioned in it and um, might not be a bad thing for Houston. You know, they might have a quarterback they could they could build on. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that Jalen Hurts is that big of an upgrade over Davis Mills, the guy that they drafted last year from Stanford. Um, and so I think it's hard to say uh, what you're looking at with, with Jalen Hurts. You'd have to have someone who really, really loves him and Remember, Lovey Smith was coaching at Illinois during that time, um, so I'm not sure how much he paid much attention to, to Jalen Hurts, and you know, and, and then you've got the staff there that you know, who knows what's going on with Texans front office. So that's interesting. I you know, I think you're looking at players like Jalen Rager, for instance. He's he went to TCU, um, so there's a little tie to Texas, and then you've got a kid who was drafted high and is underachieved. But surely he has some talent. So maybe you're talking about draft picks and a guy like Jalen Rager, maybe a defensive player that can play as well. Um, you know, an interesting package. None of those guys are Christian McCaffrey. I mean, if you think you get Christian McCaffrey and some first round draft picks, that's a thing too. And of course, they've got a quarterback and Sam Darnold that if you kept brought in as a backup, planning on backing up Davis Mills, maybe you got something there. I, I don't know. I mean, it's not better than, than Deshaun Watson, but the team stinks anyhow. So uh, we kind of overlook what Houston would get back more so and look what uh, the other team gets in Deshaun Watson uh, with that. Uh, Arizona, they locked up Zach Ertz, tied in, three-year deal. Uh, so they got him covered. Then there was the trade this week. Uh, Cooper, Amari Cooper from Dallas to Cleveland. Cleveland needs wide receivers, uh, as they don't have really any right now. So, uh Cooper was too much money for Dallas. They were going to move on. Talked about cutting him. Uh, they didn't ask much for him. Of course, he's got a big salary, though, to go with it. So that's that's one of the reasons. But, I mean, I'm sitting there thinking, man, a fifth, sixth-round pick, that's that's a pretty good deal to get a guy like Amari Cooper on your team. Yeah, I was very surprised about that for the, the price that he went for. But like you said, I guess it was strictly a um, – you know, a, a money thing there from that. And um, maybe have it their young receivers. I see they've just got Galladay locked up. So, um, or I, the other receiver there, yeah. Gallup, yeah. Yeah. And um, so, you know, I, I, yeah, Cleveland, again, I think Cleveland's got to decide what they're going to do with quarterback. But, I, yeah, I think it was a good deal for them. I don't think any, any doubt about it, you know, Amari Cooper – you know, has got talent. Um, that's for sure. I was I was surprised by that one, but like I said, you know, the cap thing. Um, 
That happens. And one I saw where Dallas is letting another guy, an offensive lineman, go seek a trade. Um, <laughs> Dallas seems to be shaking it up a little bit. And um, that's to me, I, I'm a little surprised by that. Yeah, starting right tackle, Lael Collins is the player that is seeking a trade, and they're allowing him to go around as agent to go around try to find a good trade fit for him. Again, when you got a player like Leo Collins, you might be able to get a good enough return um, that you can make it, and it helps you financially, uh, as well as getting something in return that can help you too. So maybe. Um, Baker Mayfield's a big question mark, right? We're talking about, about Cleveland. Who, who are you going to get right now that's better than Baker Mayfield? And I'm not a huge Baker Mayfield fan, but I mean, my goodness, who's out there? You know, you said Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, uh, maybe. <laughs> but is there anybody out there right now that you're saying that's available that you'd say, yeah, Cleveland should go get them and give up Baker Mayfield? There's nothing that, you know, look right now like that they're necessarily available. But like I said, you know, is there some team with a new coach that's going to look about moving on um, or that you could make a deal with? Um, but, yeah, they may not they may not have a lot of options. Um, be very interesting to see. Yeah. Baker's a name that I always kind of tie to Houston for some reason. Um, if if he becomes available, um, could be a guy that Houston go get because he's going to sell tickets. And so you bring him into Houston to sell some tickets. Um, so maybe after they trade Deshaun Watson, they would have the pieces to be able to go and and not have to spend too much to get Baker Mayfield out of Cleveland as well. Maybe Cleveland would be willing to take Davis Mills, or maybe they would be willing to take a guy like Jalen Hurts uh, or a Sam Darnold. I don't think they want Sam Darnold. I think Sam Darnold pretty much done as it goes to great starting opportunities. Uh, Tom Brady says he'll return for another season. Yes. Uh, hello. Well, that's interesting. So Tom Brady is back and it's funny. Everything came out today. There was the big question mark about, uh, Ronaldo, the soccer player asked him, so you're done. And Brady didn't answer with a yes, uh, Hendon Hawd. And apparently, uh, unless somebody got hacked, it says these past two months, I've realized my place is still on the field and not in the stands. That time will come, but it is not now. I love my teammates. I love my supportive family. They make it all possible. I'm coming back for my 23rd season in Tampa. So there you go. Uh, Tom Brady back in the NFL. Breaking news as we record. Uh, So there we go. Fun times. Um, Brady's back. There you go. Does the NFC South still an appealing place to go? I would say it is still an appealing place to go. If I'm Deshaun Watson, uh, Tom Brady, year 23, doesn't scare me like Tom Brady, year 21, um, or even year 22, although I can't say he scared me in year 22 either. But talk about the talent on that that Tampa Bay team, um, why not? If you're healthy, feel good, why not go for it? Yeah, I, I guess I'm a little surprised maybe he's back at Tampa, but um, again, Tampa would have had to let him go, and I don't know that they would have done that, so um that that's a that's a little bit of a surprise and and I yeah I mean just a little strange you know you retire and then all of a sudden no yeah I I realized that you know I, I I'm gonna my place is on the field again I'm not sure there's been that much time elapsed so um, that's a that, that that's a little strange there and I you know Tampa's gonna have to shake things up a little bit because they didn't last year and um, you know they didn't have the success they wanted to and some of their guys are getting older. 
um, from there too than they did two years ago when they won the Super Bowl. So it'd be interesting to see now what you know what 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 Tampa does, and um, yeah, they'll create a, a lot of excitement in the NFL for sure. Yeah, but again, that South Division is not very good. Uh, so the the idea of Camille to come back and win the division pretty easily uh, at Tampa. You know, maybe that was part of it that went into it. Of course, they um, they tagged Godwin, so he's still there. So they got still got Evans and Godwin at wide receivers. I'm assuming Gronk probably had a role in this as well. A good defense, or at least a decent defense. They didn't lose any coaches uh, left, which is still there. Um, and uh, the D.C. Bowls is still there, too. So, you know, run it back one more time. Interesting decision. I was kind of excited to be done with Tom Brady, but uh, I guess we get another year Another year of Tom. Maybe he just wants to go into the Hall of Fame the same year as Aaron Rodgers. Um, so he's yeah. coming back for another year. <laughs> year. <Yeah. laughs> oh, boy. Oh. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anything else? Uh, no, that was, like I said, a lot of news breaking. And I'm sure there's going to be this week is what the free agency thing is. Wednesday, is that right? I think it's Monday. I could be wrong. I think it's faster than Wednesday. Or at least the non-tampering, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Legal, legal tampering. I think is Monday, and then. Um, so that's then, when everything. Happens. Then the. <laughs> huh? Yeah, that's when everything happens during the legal tampering session. So that's it. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for tuning in. We will get our brackets posted on social media. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sports Stove. And uh, we'll post post our picks and talk about them in our next show as well. And uh, looking forward to what's ahead. The plan right now is for the Wednesday local hour episode is to uh, talk with A.W. Hamilton, uh, head basketball coach at EKU, and kind of recap the season with him. And so make sure you tune into that Wednesday local hour episode. Then Friday we'll be talking the NCAA tournament, all the NFL news, and any other news breaking at that time as well. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Enjoy a wonderful sports-packed week. Until next time, we'll see you around the sports stove.